0: Hey everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Friday, June 28th. This is episode number 785 of the Heidi St. John podcast brought to you by the Kingdom Code. I am thrilled today because my good friend, Dr. Kathy Cook, is on the podcast with me today. And we're going to be equipping parents and we're going to encourage you with regard to how to train your children in righteousness so they can be a light in the culture. You guys are going to love This show. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So it's Friday, the 28th of June. Thanks for tuning in today. I am thrilled because uh, this podcast sponsor is the Kingdom Code. And I know that summer is finally here. Moment of silence. Can I get an amen? And for those of you homeschool moms that are just you you got to get to lesson 180, just cut it out. Just go ahead and stop. Take a break. It's okay. Uh and I know a lot of you are already thinking about fall classes and curriculum, and here at the podcast, we are proud because we're able to sponsor with The Kingdom Code and you guys. I got to tell you they have an outstanding course for students ages 9 to 13 that I know you're going to love. So you're like, what's the kingdom code? Well, the kingdom code provides parents with easy to follow lessons that include a separate teacher's guide, worksheets, assessments, flashcards, activities, bonus activities, and a system that will reward your kids as they progress through the lessons. And so the course is designed for students with varied interests and talents and learning styles and can be used by everybody, not just homeschoolers. So you guys check it out. The Kingdom Code's goal is to empower Christian students with life lessons that's going to help them become the leaders in whatever area of influence God directs them. So go ahead and check it out. Visit thekingdomcode.com forward slash Heidi, H-E-I-D-I, to receive a coupon for free samples and 10% off of your entire purchase. Remember, it's the kingdomcode.com forward slash Heidi. All right. I'm excited today because my friend Kathy Cook is on the show with me. And Kathy is a remarkable human being. I met her several years ago out on the circuit and immediately just fell in love with her. I love her heart for people. I love her heart to help equip parents. And uh, she's not just a person who talks about this. Kathy is a popular guest on Focus on the Family Radio and other talk shows. Um, She has got incredible insight, very practical, very relevant encouragement for parents that going to help you raise your kids to love and follow Jesus. Uh, Dr. Kathy Cook, I'm so honored to have you. Welcome back to the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Heidi. It's so great to be with you. Appreciate all those kind comments.
0: So uh, a little bird tells me that today's your birthday. It is. Isn't that fun? This is so exciting. I get to spend your birthday with you. I Thank you for the privilege. This is so much fun. Happy birthday.
1: Oh, thank you. It's just, you know, every year, every year is just a blessing, isn't it? I'm so privileged to be alive and privileged to do what I do and surrounded by great people. So it will be a joyous day and I, I believe it'll be a good year.
0: Yes, well, I'm excited. Well, God is really using you. I've been watching you, you know, out on the circuit. I haven't seen you as much this year because I feel like you and I are kind of on different, uh, different uh, tracks this season. And it's just been such a thrill for me to watch you on your Facebook page and uh, watch you working with Kurt Cameron and folks in the family and some of my other friends uh, that are really making an impact and helping parents uh, direct their children in kind of an upside down world. You've got a brand new book out uh, called Start with the Heart, which I was privileged to endorse. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that today, but I want to direct our conversation to helping parents who are writing. And you and I were talking about this before the show aired, just that um, a lot of parents are feeling frustration and even fear in the culture right now. Are you you, uh, uh, interacting with parents as you're out on the road and speaking that are struggling to raise their kids in the culture right now?
1: Oh, absolutely, Heidi. And, you know, so frustrated. I was just at a large homeschool conference again, and many of them were like, you know, what are we doing wrong that our youngest kids are so much harder to raise? You know, we thought by the time we got to the fourth, fifth, sixth kid, this would be a dream. And, you know, they're not doing anything wrong. And the kids aren't bad kids. They're just our louder, more confusing messages. And we can't, um, you know, raise our kids in a bubble. You know, we can't put them in a cage and not let them be exposed to what's out there. That would be inappropriate and really impossible because those messages are so loud and confusing so it is hard you know we don't need to be reacting with fear that would be inappropriate and um, we do need to be on our guard I love what you do through your podcast and through your social media presence and through your books because you're equipping people to fight the fight you know we can't give up and give in and throw our hands up and and just twiddle our thumbs we got to be right right
0: yeah, that's exactly right. And you have had a tremendous success in talking first about social media and trying to help parents, you know, raising their kids in a, in a digital age. I loved what you did with, with, uh, with Kurt Cameron. When you're talking to parents and you're saying, don't respond in fear, the opposite of fear, of course, is faith. How does a parent, uh, how can we be assured? How can we train our kids and sort of inoculate them against the messages that are coming out and telling them they can be 15 genders and that their parents aren't the final authority and there is no God. Basically, like we were talking about socialism on the show a couple days ago and saying that socialism can't exist without the premise that there is no God. But Christians, we tell our kids that's the foundation, right? So where do parents start right now, Kathy, if they want to really reach the heart of their kids?
1: You know, we need to be in the word of God, Right. Um, not just so that we find a golden nugget to teach a child, but so that we are encouraged and strong and um, built up and um, man that we're, we're aware of God's power in us and the Holy Spirit's influence, you know, within us so that we then with integrity, you know, can talk to our kids about, you know, God is our strength and he is our authority. And, you know, kids tell me all the time, I don't see my parents turn to God, And one of my greatest challenges, Heidi, is for parents to be in the Word and to wrestle with it while their kids are awake and in their home. A lot of parents tell me that they do their most heavy lifting of the Scripture while their kids are either in school or in bed. And praise God that those parents are in the Word of God. But if their kids never see them in the Word of God, except for Sunday morning, Wednesday night, if you will, you know, then it doesn't look like He is the one we turn to in a time of need. And what about our prayer life? Do we pray only at bedtime and meals? Do our kids see us pray spontaneously in the moment because we have a decision to make? When we find out that there's something wrong with a neighbor, do we pray instantly for God to reveal himself to them and for healing to take place? If we don't turn to God with um, just that, that joyful integrity, if you will, then why would our kids?
0: No, that's exactly right. And we're always saying at the podcast, you can't pass on what you don't possess, and so if we want our kids to walk in right relationship with the Lord, I love that you're saying, you know, why have we relegated prayer to uh the dinner table? Why have we relegated prayer to church? You know, we go, and we and we worship at church. Why are we not worshiping in our homes and it actually uh it actually makes a huge difference. I was uh, noting a study by Barna. I was speaking in Denver a couple of days ago and I noticed uh, Barna has a new study out and he's talking about the difference between engaged kids, so engaged Christians and Christians who just grow up in a Christian home. There's a big difference, right? So our kids can grow up in a Christian home and never actually be engaged in Christianity by their parents. And what's astonishing is that upwards of 70% of these kids will stay in, in the faith. A lot of parents are saying, how can I, get, how can I pass on my worldview? And you're exactly right. And Start With The Heart, that's where you're saying It actually starts. So what do you mean by that? When a a parent comes to you and says, boy, you know, Dr. Kathy, I hear what you're saying and I am the parent who is just reading, you know, we read the scriptures at dinner time and we pray before our meals, but that's kind of about it. And you're saying it's deeper than that, it's bigger than that. And start with the heart. You make an excellent case for the responsibility of parents to train up the hearts of their kids. Uh, Give us a little bit of a taste of what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, thanks. Um, I think that we need to be more concerned about working with God to transform a child's heart toward obedience and the things that are right than we do need to be concerned about changing their behavior. We can manage their behavior, but then we have to be there. And we have to have a carrot on a stick or the threat of a punishment. And they'll only know if they're quote unquote good or bad if we're there to tell them. We need to be raising up our children so that even when we are not around, they are able to make wise decisions, and healthy choices, and to choose righteousness over sin. And that happens when we transform their heart toward the things of the Lord, which again is done in the Word, in worship, in prayer, in service, and through the relationship that we have. You know, the the old-fashioned saying that they don't care what we think unless they know that we care. So how does that show up? You know, do we Do we know them? Kids tell me, I I wonder, Heidi, if you've ever heard a kid tell you this, but kids have said, you know, Dr. Kathy, my parents have to love me. They don't have a choice, but I wish they liked me.
0: Wow.
1: You know, so yeah. You know, do you play games with them? Do you put your devices down? Do you go for a walk even though you're tired? Do you teach them how to play a new game? Do you color with your daughter? Are you willing to, you know, shoot a football in the yard with your son, even if it's hot outside? because he matters to you. And when you relate in those good times, of course, it makes the bad times easier to take. And it's also true that when you relate in a variety of ways, then they care more about the things that you care about. And you you increase your credibility when talking about joy versus happiness, as an example, um, if you've lived that out with your kids.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right. And when you say Put your device down. I, I just heard a collective eye roll across across the <laughs> uh-huh. across the uh, the web right now. What does that look like? Put your device down.
1: You know it's not easy. let's let's first go there. It, you know we're addicted and you know the phone is the modern jackknife. My dad went my dad never went anywhere without a jackknife. Um, our phone today is our um, you know it's our address book, it's our calculator, our dictionary, our alarm clock, our alerts, our to-do list. it's it's everything and that's fine unless it becomes our everything. And that's right. not at all appropriate. Um, we're, we're created for an abundant life. And I think the phone gets in the way. So putting it down means exactly that. You leave it in another room when you play a game with your kid or you do put it on silence. And I think, Heidi, one of the things that we can teach our children is the difference between need and want.
0: You know, mm. so I would have a policy,
1: for instance, of, you know, no digital devices at any table when we're eating a meal. Grandma's house, your house, restaurant, no, no devices out at all. Um, with the exception of maybe your daughter could get a phone call for a last-minute babysitting job. She's been alert by a neighbor, hey, I might need you tonight. And so she has your permission to leave her phone on next to her at the table. Maybe you or your husband, your wife, uh, has a potential for a business trip at the last minute to take the place of someone who's ill. You have a right to your phone in case you get that last-minute alert to pack a suitcase and head to the airport. So let's teach our kids the difference between need and want – And I think that is super healthy. And that's where we ought to respond, I think, to all of life.
0: Yeah, that's right. And you're saying to parents, listen, we have to practice discernment. So you can't make this just hard and fast rule. I love that you're, that you're teaching parents to say, hey, uh, you got to be aware of what's going on in the life of your child. And if you're aware of what's going on in your own life and your own heart, and you're saying, hey, I'm going to have, like, maybe we explain to our kids, normally I wouldn't have my phone at the table, but I'm expecting a really important phone call and I can't miss it. And so you explain, that's why it's sitting here. I'll only pick it up if it's that phone call so that when their turn comes, they trust you to make that that right and that wise decision regarding their use of their devices, right? Oh,
1: absolutely. And you know what, Heidi, it's so much related to what you and I believe in, and that is that children have value Every child, every person, every person was created by an intentional God who knew what he was doing. He wanted your children created now. He wanted them to be your children. And this is perfect. This is a beautiful design. And if our kids don't believe that they matter, then nothing matters. Nothing we say, nothing we feel, our advice falls on deaf ears, our input about their life choices, all of that becomes – Really, very unnecessary to them because the filter is, wait a second, you know, I don't matter. So, how do kids know they matter? Well, it is what we what we spend our time on, you know, eye contact, the hug, you know, all of that. So important.
0: Yeah, it is so important. And in your book, uh, you write that beliefs. I thought this was so interesting that beliefs cause. Behavior. I think a lot of parents are dealing with struggling. They're struggling with issues uh, with their kids, whether it's disobedience or disrespect or whatever it is. And you, you've laid out a really good case for saying that you think beliefs cause behavior. And so, as you unpack that for listeners a little bit, what are some components of a child's behavior of a child's changing behavior? In other words, um, help the parents understand because what we really want to know is can we create a desire to change? In a child or not?
1: Mm, yeah, good question. Can we? Absolutely. And that's boy, that would be a whole nother uh, twenty minutes. But I know I, I love that you're bringing this out because beliefs do cause behavior. You know, the collective eye roll when we said, you know, put your devices down. Um, <laughs> you know, no one, no one's eyes roll by themselves. You, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you have, yeah. You're right, Kathy. You're right.
1: Yeah, you have to make a choice to roll your eyes. So I, I, I tell parents, I can get any kid who rolls his eyes at you to stop rolling his eyes at you. That's not hard, but that doesn't mean he's changed his opinion of you. Mm-hmm. It just means he no longer wants you to know, you know, that he's disrespecting yeah. you. So beliefs cause behavior. Um, we've got to go believe that ex- below the external obvious, you know, our uh, argumentative behavior, the roll of the eye, the slam of the door, the, the pods in the ear, even though we're trying to talk to them, we need to ask why, you know, what's going on there. Um, Why do they disrespect? Have we been unloving? Have we not forgiven? Have we not had any integrity? Are we not consistent? Are we playing favorites? Even though we say we're not, are we really possibly putting a kid ahead of other kids from their perspective, right, which is what matters, right? Not Mm -hmm. ours. And if we can determine, you know, why they might be struggling, then that's what we talk about. We don't talk about the behavior. We talk about What's going on underneath that? And and you know what, Heidi? Kids love to talk in the dark because they say to me all the time, I don't want to look at mom's eyes when I hurt her heart. Mm. When I say something that's going to be hard for my dad to hear, I really don't want to look into his eyes. They like talking in the car also because we're captured. Um, So are they. You can't run from a hard conversation if you're going down the highway. Uh, And kids say, you know, my dad can't look at me when he's driving. So it's easier for me to be honest. So sometimes, you know, if you feel like your kids aren't sharing the underlying issue of the heart, then go for a drive. Um, go walk the aisles of, of a Home Depot or a, or a Hobby Lobby, if you will, and, you know, be looking for stuff. But wow, watch the conversation take place there and ask your kids about the why. What's the why behind the what? Why are you doing? Why are you believing that? Why do you think that's true? And listen longer. Listen longer, keep your mouth shut, which is so hard.
0: Oh, it's so hard. I don't even think I'm, I'm not good at it. I'll be honest. You need to come stay with me for a couple of weeks. You, you could be, you're you'd be like the new super nanny. <laughs> yeah. yeah people, people have asked me start. about
1: that. Yeah. The I joke, bet. No, the joke is you couldn't afford me But that. So, you know what? You know what, Heidi? Those of us with opinions, you know, praise God that you have truth in your soul. Those of us who know the truth, and know what is right over wrong, and have strong beliefs about who we want our children to become, we do have a harder time being quiet. And I praise God that, that we have truth and know it um, that's so much healthier than the people who have nothing to say, therefore keeping their mouth shut is easy. And yet those mm. of us, you know, if kids know that you parent by faith and grace and truth, and they know that you know what you know, they may even be more reticent to share with you. Because the lecture is always coming, so we do need to pray that God would inspire us to to listen with an intent to understand. We don't. I talk about this in the book. You don't listen for your turn to talk. You listen to try to get to know what's really going on, so that you can attack the correct misbelief and have all of your conversations be much more efficient.
0: Man, Kathy, guys, slow down! I'm trying to take notes on all this stuff so I can be a better mother. I'm not writing fast enough. <laughs> <sighs> I love that you said that uh, you know, and I've said this too. I wrote, I wrote this in becoming mom strong. Right, the the goal of listening is understanding, and I love that you just said it even better. The goal is not waiting, so that you you know, listening for a minute, so that you can get your your next point in. And I think people like me, and you're totally right. Like usually, when someone talks to me, within fifteen seconds, I'm like, whoa, 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 back up. You know, let's, and I I can do that with my kids. And we need to be so, so careful. Kathy, I wonder if for just a minute, if you can, we're going to, i want to take in a little bit of a different direction and talk to the parent who's been parenting passively. And by passive, I mean that we bought into the lie that we are our kids' friends when they're growing up. We really, we just want our kids to, we want our kids to love us above everything else. You know, don't want to, don't want to upset them. We're passive in our, in our discipline, um, we may be, maybe not passive and kind of giving them what they want, but passive to the point where we don't cause any kind of pain. And this is really what the Bible uh describes King David. The Bible says of King David that he didn't love his kids to the point where he would not discipline them, not even by saying, why are you doing that? And as a result, his family tree ended up in chaos. And so what can you, can you speak to the, to the mom or the dad who's listening to this right now and they realize whether it's in education or with their, you know, watching their children choose bad friendships, and the parent has chosen not to, not to get involved, not to intervene. Uh, what can you say to that parent?
1: First of all, I have compassion for you. Parenting has never been easy, and it sure isn't easy now. Yet, I would say with respect that your children are not supposed to be meeting your need for solid belonging and healthy relationships. That's something that we ought to be doing with adults. It doesn't mean that you can't be friends with your kids. But as I write about in this book, uh, parents so that when they're 25, they want to be your friend. Mm -hmm. Don't parent so that they will be your friend today. Be brave and courageous. You know, the theme of your ministry, Heidi, be willing to let them be angry with you because you have put right over wrong. And you're thinking big picture. You're thinking, if I give into this now, you know, what's the future hold? You have to, as a parent, be thinking long-term, I'll let you no be no, your yes be yes, stop saying maybe, so I have compassion. Apologize if necessary. You know, if you believe that you've been a bit passive, maybe you've been fearful, maybe you haven't known the truth yourself, and you're listening to engage and praise God for that. I love your humility. Apologize. Your being vulnerable will strengthen your your focus with your kids. It won't weaken it. And just look them in the eye, especially the firstborn. Hey, you, you know, you, you're a guinea pig. You've known you've always been our guinea pig child. And uh, <laughs> we've made some mistakes. And we love you too much to allow this to continue. We're going to break the pattern or I'm going to break the pattern. We're going to, you know, have a clean start here. Uh, I love you too much to allow it to continue. Your heart is too important to me to argue with you. We're going to start something new. And, uh, and here, let, let's talk about what that might look like and engage with them if they're old enough, you know, to participate with you. And uh, be in the word, be in prayer, maybe get some accountability from someone local who can look you in the eye and and walk with you. Uh, Don't give up, don't give in. Your kids matter too much.
0: It's so good. I love your heart. I love your heart for parents. I love your heart to see healthy families, which we are absolutely uh, struggling to raise in the culture right now. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you. Happy birthday, girlfriend. I hope you have a fantastic, fantastic day. Thank
1: you, Heidi. It started out well with you. I really appreciate your support for what we are all about here at Celebrate Kids. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. If you guys want more information about Dr. Kathy Cook, her ministry, Celebrate Kids, her brand new book, Start With the Heart, I wanted to let you guys know I was privileged. I think I said this earlier. I was privileged to endorse her book and I just wanted to read the endorsement to you because uh, you need to go out and get this book. In an age where parents are being challenged to take a backseat to the culture, struggling with opposing ideologies and an ever-changing social landscape, Dr. Kathy Cook is a much-needed voice of reassurance Biblical wisdom and strength. How do we reach the heart of our kids? How do I help my child find his identity and purpose? How do I transition with my child into the teen year successfully? The answer, of course, lies in the heart. When giving up is easier, Dr. Kathy gently reminds us why we must never give up. Parenting is faith work at every stage, but with a little help from Kathy, you will gain confidence and a confident identity as a parent. Start with the heart is a must read book for every parent I absolutely believe this is true and I hope you guys will go out and get it for more information on Dr. Kathy and her ministry just head on over to the show notes today I will link it back to every possible link I can think of for Dr. Kathy today at the podcast also want to remind you we are starting a brand spanking new Bible study at Mom Strong International you guys are going to be stoked we're going to be talking about how to engage your kids in the culture for this next month as we continue our study on the fruit of the spirit for more information on that visit me online at momstronginternational.com. Thanks for tuning in everybody and I'll see you back here on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.